0: morning. It's really good to see you. I hope you don't mind, I'm going to get a bit closer. I've only just arrived, I'm moving the furniture around. Um, uh, before we start on the preach, uh, can I just, uh, for those of you who weren't here on Thursday, just say thank you for the wonderful welcome that you have given us. Uh, everywhere we've gone, um, uh, maybe, maybe there are some grumpy people here, but we've not met them yet. Uh, everywhere we've gone there, there has just been this incredible uh, warmth from you and, and we're so grateful and it has really really touched our hearts so thank you um, for the welcome that you have extended to us in this place and um, uh, on, on Thursday night for those of you that weren't here uh we stood up the church wardens and uh also Nigel uh and we gave them a rousing uh thank you and we gave them a round of applause. And can I just extend that this morning uh to all sorts of other people that have been working so hard around the edges? Uh all of the lay readers, we've got Sarah and Mandy, uh and I know there's some others as well, but I'm still catching up on names, and we've got Pam and we got all the staff and all of you who have just taken on extra things during this time, thank you, you've done a great job, okay, you've not just held the ground, you've extended the ground, so well done. Um, One thing you need to know about me is as well as being rector of the three parishes and I'm going around all three of them today, five services, so if I'm looking a little bit jaded, that's probably why, Um, you do need to know this. I am a person. <laughs> I'm a human being. Okay, I, I know it's hard to believe, with all that pomp and ceremony. From the, but I am, a, and and the thing about human beings is is we make mistakes. So I'm going to mess up. I'm going to upset you. I'm going to get the words in the wrong order. I'm going to put the furniture in the wrong place. I'm going to say the wrong things to you. I'm going to forget, you know, the things that are important to you. And I want you to know that I'm sorry in advance. And because I'm sorry in advance, you now have to forgive me. So if you could say after me, Mark, we forgive you. Fantastic. You see, this is going to make the whole relationship so much easier because whenever you get grumpy with me, you can just remind yourself that you've forgiven me in advance. Okay, it's going to make the whole thing work a lot better. Um, just, um, uh, I, I wrote in, in the, new sheet, the, the printed news sheet uh, about, um, just because I know that some people are anxious to ask about the rock project, and I just want you to know that, you know, when I walked in the building... Um, I could see that there was a great opportunity to do something, okay? And uh, the team have been working really hard to work that through. I think one of the meetings that I joined them through, they were at meeting 49, um, and there's still some work to do, but folks, we have got something to do here, okay? And um, I'm meeting with Tom and the team and the architects on Tuesday, and we'll keep working that through, just so you know, it's coming. Alright. Um, help me get to know you just a little bit. Um uh, uh Tesco's is kind of that way ish. Have I got my bearings? And the hospital's kind of up that way. Can you just point to where that way? Can you just point to where you live? Great. I, I thought that was going to be really helpful, isn't it? <laughs> one other thing and then we'll, then we'll talk about God's word um, you've been waiting for a rector to arrive for, for a long time and, and you've got this version okay hot on the heels of Patrick and Olivia and Tim and Sue how many of you remember Tim and Sue? Yes. great okay just because you've got a new rector that's arrived doesn't mean you need to stop doing what you're doing because do you know what? I'm not a good replacement for all of you. Okay? Only you can do what you can do. And there's some stuff that I need to pick up, but actually, if you keep doing the stuff as well, and together, we'll be moving forward. Alright? So it's a good plan, isn't it? Yeah, I've thought it through. <laughs> Let me pray. Uh, Father God, thank you uh, for this little bit of time that we've got together. help us right now by the power of your spirit, to hear what you're saying, to hear your word and to put it into practice. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. A little bit about me, Um, and if you haven't met Meg by the way, Meg's here. Uh, we kind of come as a double act, so uh, you'll be hearing more from Meg. Um, I became a Christian when I was four years old. Um, my mum told me I did. I don't remember it, and um, she was reading me a Christmas story, sitting on a little wooden stool with you know with um, thread across it, making that crisscross pattern, and I was sitting on a little stool next to her covered in sheepskin you know I presume with kind of my arm on her leg or whatever she was reading me this Christmas story and apparently I piped up and said uh, mum how come we're all getting presents but Jesus isn't and mum explained to me more about who Jesus was and what he'd done and suggested that I could give him a present and that that present could be me, and that's what I did at four years old. I, I had to do it again when I was fifteen because I kind of forgot. Um, and when I was fifteen, I was on a Covenanter camp. Anyone remember Covenanters? A few, oh, a few of you. Okay, some of us were brought up in the Covenanters. Bible, Bible, Bible. Um, and um, uh, a Covenanter camp in North Devon, just for boys. Water sports during the during the day, and then they'd fill us up with the gospel in the evening and they'd sing us rousing songs about how our sins had gone to the other side of the sea. And, you know, at about 15 years old, I gave in. But not only did I gave in, I got it. I understood just how much Jesus loved me and had done for me. And I had my sound of music moment. Okay? You know that? Running through the fields of North Cornwall going, Lord, you're amazing! Had to get it again when I was about 17. I forgot again. I think girls got in the way or something. And again, when I was 19, with Meg, and Meg came to faith at a church in London. I, I don't know about you, but you know, following can be tricky, can it? Um, Meg says that I have car park dyslexia. Um, this uh, this image is not of me parking my car, by the way. Um, but you know, car park dyslexia, okay, is when you come off the motorway, and um, you need to put your hands up if this is you. Uh, you come off the motorway, and you've been travelling on the motorway absolutely fine. For miles and miles and miles. And then you get into uh the, the service station signs and suddenly you have no idea where you are going. And I am the one yeah that always you know misses the food and ends up in the fuel or ends up in the HGV car park and it's like what are we doing now? Yeah. And then you know, you try and get out of the car parking space in the service station and, and whichever way the arrow is going, I go the other way. Anyone else on like that? Okay, yeah, there's, there's at least two of us. That's excellent. Good. All the rest of you are excellent drivers. That's fantastic. Um, make a note of that. We'll do a different illustration. Um, sometimes it can be hard to follow. Sometimes, uh, you know, the seasons of life get in the way. Kids become a distraction. Age, our bodies... The stuff that happens and we get a bit distracted just from keeping on with following Jesus. As we look at this passage where Jesus talks about him being the shepherd, there's a couple of things that annoy me about it. I'm sorry, let's just get them out of the way first of all. Um, I, I, I've seen the sheep around here. You know, on the, on the hills around. This is nice, isn't it? around western we've got the town we're not that far away from the apple shop but we've got the sheep on the hills ideal um, anyway I've seen the sheep round here they're not too clever alright you know I'm running along the footpaths around here because that's kind of the stuff that I do and the sheep just kind of look at me nice. what you want to run along here I'm not getting out of the way oh, I'm not I don't know about you I'm not too happy about being called a sheep they don't sound too bright. But maybe it's true, because maybe actually I forget to follow. Uh, and then I'm also not sure about, sure about this whole kind of shepherd thing with Jesus. You see, when I was growing up, down, down, the, down the stairs with my mum and dad, okay, as you, came, as you came down the stairs, there was this picture on the wall. I don't know what they've done with it, and I'm really sorry if this is your favourite picture. But, but there's this picture of, of Jesus... And he's got his arm out like this, and he's all dressed in white. There you go, it's like that. Alright, and he, he's got like deer around him, and there's birds on his arm, and, and he's looking all, all holy and majestic, and sweet, and annoying. <laughs> and I kinda of grew up, and I thought, you know, it, if this is Jesus, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. You know, I don't, I don't want to go, I'm not sure I quite like this version of Jesus, and if it's your favourite picture, Don't worry about it, because you've forgiven me just a couple of minutes ago. (laughs) So well done, so you can just let it go. Um, But you see, the thing is about Jesus being the shepherd, is he's actually not all twee and nice because he says something before he says that he's the good shepherd in verse eleven. And he says something before he says he's the gate. He says, I am. Do you remember the beginning of Exodus? And Moses meets God. And he says, who are you? Remember what God says? I am who I am. There's nothing else that can define me. There's nothing even that I've made that can define me. There's no name that can pin me down. I am too big. I am too huge for all of that. I can't fit in your head. I can't fit in your imagination. I can't even fit in this amazing church. I am who I am. So he's not just saying he's the good shepherd with all the animals around him. He's not just saying he's the gate, he's saying I am God. I am God, the good shepherd who's come in person. I am God, the gate. The gateway to the Father. I've looked at the sheep down here and um, I nearly ran over one the other day, by the way. I was doing this little run. I thought, I thought I'd try and do a little prayer run in between, um, uh, here, North Stoke and Langridge, uh, church. It was all fine. Part of that, sheep kept on getting away. Apart of the fact, I missed the footpath on the way back from Langridge up to the main road and then ended up, I oh got I had to climb over a fence. I'm in this, like, security thing with all these, all, like, safe deposit stuff or whatever it was. And I was like, I've got to get out of here fast. And I ran and the guy's closing the gates. <laughs> I'm like, I, just, I got through. It's right. Um, where was I? I don't know where it was. Yeah, sheep. They're just loose in the field, as far as I can tell. I don't I don't know who's looking after. I presume there's a farmer somewhere. Are any of you farmers? No, no, they're all they're all the other churches. That's right. Um we could talk safely about the farmers. Uh, here, the sheep just seem to be kind of loose. In Jesus' day, they'd have had a shepherd that went with them. Not on a guy on a, not a guy on a four by four rounding them up. They have a shepherd that go with them. And at night, what they what would happen would be the shepherd would round them all up and they would take them to the sheepfold. And the sheepfold wouldn't be like the kind of, you know, one man and his horse, one man and his horse, one man and his dog, you know, and it wouldn't be like that. It would be this ring of stones or this square of stones with a hole. How many of you have come across an idea like this before? Shepherd ushers all of the sheep in at night. And then the shepherd sits in the gap the shepherd becomes the gate no one can go in and no one can come out unless they go through the shepherd he becomes the gate so when Jesus says I am I am I am the gate no one gets in unless they come through me not past me Not over the wall, but through me. He's talking about what he's going to do. He's talking about the power of the cross. About where he gives himself for the sheep. Pays for everything. So that we can go through him to get to the safety of the Father's presence. He's in the way. He's in the way of sin so that there's a way for us. You know, he's serious when he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's not another way. The world will tell you there's all sorts of other ways. There's not another way. The only way is through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the gate. I'm the good shepherd and I give my life for the sheep. A couple of more things. Firstly, he leads us in. He leads us in to the presence of the Father into the Father's kingdom and once you're in you're in sealed with the Holy Spirit a deposit that guarantees your inheritance but he also leads us out and as he leads us out he leads us to good pasture he wants to provide for you for the things that you need, for the good things, not just material things, but relationships, creativity. He wants to provide for you and lead you out. But more than that, He wants to lead you to life in all its fullness, abundant life in Him. You know that the kind of Christian message is not so popular now, is it? You know, it seems to have kind of gone off the board a bit. But you know what? It's really good news. It's really good news that the King of Heaven has got abundant life for you. Life in all of its fullness for you. It's good news. When, um, when the work was done on the house, and by the way, it's an amazing house. Thanks for fighting to keep that. It's awesome. Good refurb job. And thanks for... Th- who went round with a hoover? Come on! <clears throat> Brilliant. Uh, just after we moved in, um, Clive, I'm not sure he should be climbing ladders, but he climbed the ladder, and um, went up on the roof and found some problems on the roof. So just after we arrived, the scaffolding went up. <laughs> and uh, more repairs done, and more stuff to be fixed, and uh, uh, the roofer came round with the roofer's mates and uh, drank lots of tea, and um, whenever whenever I went and saw them I tried you know, have a chat with them they wanted to know what I was doing they wanted to know why I'd do this and they would have asked the same question of you how come you're here this morning and you know what the answer is quite simple it's because it's good news and I invited all of them to come all of the scaffolders who were really intrigued that our garden smells of weed, by the way. Just us. I don't know whether any of you noticed that. If anyone can identify the plant that is in... I don't think Patrick and Olivia or, or Tom and <laughs> Sue planted it. Um... If anyone knows what plant it is, I'd be really grateful because I'd actually quite like to pull it up because it's quite annoying coming out into the garden and finding that it smells a bit. Anyway, uh, the, the, the scaffolders were quite excited about that. I did invite them on a Sunday. And I did explain how good God is and how good His good news is, and I invited them on a Sunday. Are any scaffolders here? They didn't come. You can try, can't you? Next time. Um, for some of you uh, you need this talk to begin uh, all with the same letter and to have five points I'm just saying you know, if that's you then here they are write them down, I'm not putting them on the screen Uh, you've been purchased at a cost you get protection at night there's a personal encounter with Jesus he wants to provide for you and his presence goes with you everywhere see we can do it in peas as well if you didn't write that down come and find me afterwards I'll tell you what it was. This is good news. Extreme good news for a hurting world. And I want you to know something else is good news that works. I've been walking around western. There's a whole bunch of different people who are here. People who live in big houses, and people who live in small houses people who work in the hospital people who just park their cars here while they work in the hospital (laughs) well I'm a resident now people who drink at the crown people who drink at the king's head people who shop in Tesco's people who shop in the premier there are all sorts of different people here but do you know what's the same about every single one of them every single one of them Jesus died for them and the fact that he died for them is good news because he's got fullness of life abundant life for every single one of them your neighbours Jesus is good news for your neighbours the people that you work with the people that you queue up at the school gate with he's good news for them so you don't need to be embarrassed you don't need to be embarrassed about sharing faith and I want to give you one little thing that you can do how many of you got up this morning (laughs) come on put your hands up oh that's all of you well done so you can do this you can ask a really simple question Holy Spirit who are you putting in my way today? I'll ask it a hundred different ways. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Holy Spirit, who can I share the good news with today? And, and not if, when he puts that person in front of you. Don't get your Bible, okay? and get your Bible ready out of your backpack and whack them round the side of the head with it because you know if Jesus has set this up it's going to be an easy conversation for you it is in my last place we've seen lots of people come to faith let me tell you about the first four I've been there about six months this has nothing to do with me I'm not like super preacher just a person remember that and you've forgiven me <laughs> Easter Sunday we've been there six or eight months or something like that I walk down the aisle at the end of the service do the whole vicar thing and um, Steve's at the back Steve's got big muscles he like does roofing building stuff big lad he's at the back he's crying I'm going to sit next to him and say, Steve, what's happening? And we talk. And that morning, Easter Sunday comes to faith. Do you know what? It was easy. I'll tell you why it was easy. It was nothing to do with me. God had done all the work. I walked across the other side of the room. Emily's there with her two kids. I'll say, Emily, how are you doing this morning? She'd only come to church a few times. Do you know, her friend, Stella, had been working with her for years. Someone else. I sat there with Emily, and Emily came to faith, and her two kids came to faith. It was easy. Do you know, God's on the move. And I know the times are difficult I believe that God is on the move I believe that the harvest is plentiful like Ruth told us last night and you know it might be that the workers are few but it seems like we got a hundred or so this morning and it's you and me and Meg and Ben and Pam not just Wes I mean he's good though isn't he Not just Wes, not just Sarah, but you and me. One more thing. And I'll bring it into a land and we'll share communion together. Jesus says something else at the end of this passage, not just about full life. He talks about the reality of the enemy. he calls him the thief and he says he's come to steal and kill and destroy there is a reality that we're in a battle and sometimes the battle honestly is really hard work and you might be going through it and the enemy the thief wants to come and steal what is rightfully yours because Jesus has won it on the cross He wants to kill your relationships with your Heavenly Father and the healthy relationships that you've got with other people so you feel alone. And He wants to destroy all the good, creative, wonderful things that surround you. That's what He does. He wrecks stuff. And Jesus talks about the reality of that. But there's another reality. That Jesus has won the day. That he's won the victory on the cross and even if it's rough, you can stand in that and be peaceful in any circumstance even if you're crying at the same time. Because he's with you and Jesus has won the day. So just as we draw to a close maybe this morning actually you need to allow yourself to go on that journey with Jesus again to allow yourself to say yes to Jesus to go through him the gate and go and stand afresh in the Father's presence. Maybe you need to allow Jesus to lead you out and go before you so that you can appreciate the good things that He's got for you in this life. The people that He's put around you. A wonderful environment that we live in. Maybe 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 you need to allow him to lead you out and for you to go out praying, saying, Lord, you're good news to me. How can I be good news to someone else? Maybe it's loving them. Maybe it's praying for them. Just take a moment right now and ask the Holy Spirit, well, Holy Spirit, which direction is it for today? We're going in, or out with you, or out with you to look for other people that need your touch and just in your own heart just take a moment right now to pray and if there is anyone here who's not allowed themselves who's not brought their stuff before Jesus and said sorry sorry He's not known the Father. Today's a good day. Say yes to him. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for all that you have been doing in this place over generations. And Lord, we are thankful and hopeful for what you're going to do in this place. Not through a a rector, but through us. Your body. And Lord, help us this week to live in the fullness of life that you've got for us and to see where you want to share good news with others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.